tone, the time will be 12 a.m. Cue up the searchlight, promise to the center stage. I grab the first mic. Projecting the voice with this mic that I'm cuffing. You ain't my knuckle, suck I'm snuffing. The word of the third stands true, so no panicking. Man versus man. You freeze up like a mannequin. Petrol you let go, the wax for the new jacks. to dwell upon you stepping on the trigger as a tune smacks. Swear in the butt. Beat gave me the cue, so I'ma put up a shut up until my jam is through. But for now, I wanna freak them. So I'll involve the spark and mission five feet away past dog. Don't pop, there's no stand. Or I'll play the five, or you don't stop moving until the search says so to keep the tribe open shooting out the play them three the hard way to keep it stepping to the a.m. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Rob the Genius Podcast. It's October 23rd. A week and change away from Halloween. Wow. I mean, September flew by. October has flown by. There's hoping that November and December fly by also. You know, we can get on to 2021. Anyway, um, this week... Got some stuff to kick around. We got more about Ice Cube. Yeah, oh, great. <laughs> and, um, I got a little something to say about third parties heading into the election here. Um, well, I have a lot of something to say about that in a little. <laughs> and I'm going to do some more NFL. And I'm going to address the matter of Cranking it on Zoom calls. Hey, hey, hey. what are you doing, Jeffrey Tubin? <laughs> crazy times. Anyway, um, I went digging in the vault here for the music this week. Um, that was third base. And I'm going to talk about them a little bit more later. They are yet another New York based rap group from the 80s and 90s. <laughs> Look, I had <laughs> told you I hadn't run out yet, and there's still more to come. And they are one of them. <laughs> they had a brief run, but it was very good. I said I'll talk about them more later when I get to talking about the musical artists in that part of the show. But do enjoy them. Hope you do. I was about to further review. Ice Cube is is gone bye bye. Um, what I mean by that is, you know, I talked about it some last week, where it looked like he was just being, you know, sadly mistaken. But honestly, I I think now. He's gone far enough over that you just have to put him in with the MAGA folks now. Because, like, he retweeted a video, you know, 
comparing Joe Biden to Hitler, which is insane. Um, he's been asked, he's done some interviews, and he was asked point blank, you know, about like the pandemic, right? And about Trump's response to the pandemic. And he was saying, well, we don't know how it would be if somebody else was in charge. And it's like, dude, we have documented history of how these things have been handled with other people in charge. Alright, I mean, this isn't the first time there was some virus out there that threatened to kill a whole lot of people if we didn't get it under control. Alright, just in the past, what, um, 15 years, we had SARS, we had bird flu, we had swine flu. Right? I mean, and we've had two different presidential administrations. You know, the Bush, W. Bush administration and the Obama administration had to handle those. And then Ebola. Right? That's four. Four different times. And they were handled. They were handled without, you know, outbreaks all over the place. And in fact, I mean, they were handled so well that there are people who think that they, that, that they weren't even a thing. You know, there are people who think they were just, you know, like fear-mongering conspiracy theory kind of stuff. Because they were handled that well. So, I'm sorry. You, you're talking like an idiot now. And I think, and you're also talking, talking like, you know, you're one of the mega folks. And like you don't have to be a you know full-throated supporter of the Democratic Party. No, you don't. But if you cannot see for yourself, like the choices that the current administration has made and the outcomes of some of those choices, if you have not taken the time to look into that and to learn about it and to see how they've handled stuff versus previous administrations then you can't be coming out here talking about you know or talking as if you know you've got some real knowledge to drop on people because you don't and he's done a few interviews and he has sounded pathetic He sounds like the kid who gets called on in class who did not do the reading. And now the teacher's called on them and they're struggling to answer even basic questions because they didn't do the reading. He clearly has not done the reading and yet he's gotten himself in a position to be called upon to talk because he's ice cube. And now he's out there talking like, like a moron. And it's so bad to the point where, you know, I've gone beyond thinking he's just ignorant. I think that he's just personally interjecting himself deliberately into the electoral process less than a month before the election date. And if that's not what you're doing, 
ice cube if that's not what you're doing then it's time for you you need to fall back and you need to take that L and admit that you stepped out there and didn't really know all of what goes on because the only other alternative is that you're doing this deliberately okay we're at that point now where either you're just totally ignorant and totally stupid about this or you were out here causing trouble on purpose and you know what as long as until you're willing to come out and say that you've been ignorant and stupid or that you're being ignorant and stupid until you're willing to do that then I'm just going to assume you're, in, you're doing this for nefarious reasons that's where we are now yeah, you know, like I've been saying this, right? With this election, it's real simple. Either you you either support Trump or you don't. And if you don't support him, then you need to be voting for Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, right? There's, there's no there's no other way to put it. So when you know when 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 you're up here, you know, pulling this, you know, both parties are the same blah 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 nonsense we're at a point now where I, I just assume that your motives are, are ain't worth a damn and that, that you've got some other agenda at play and that quite frankly you want Trump to get reelected. and that's where you are and that's where I'm going to look at you and I'm going to look at you worse than you know, I look at people who look. There are people who support Trump who don't say anything and who just going to go quietly go vote for him. All right, and while I don't particularly care for that either, you know, I what you're doing is worse. <laughs> I mean, okay, I mean you're actively trying to get him reelected without any regard for the choices he might make and how those might affect your people. So as far as I'm concerned, you're in the, you're in the same boat with, with Kanye. I mean, you're gonna stay there until you prove otherwise. And that's all I got to say about that right now. Probably have some more later. But that's it for right now. So be back after this. And I would never steal a chance from a black Greek fraternity. Elvis, Elvis, baby. Too bold, too bold. Ice, ice, baby. No soul, no soul. 
Last year we got job. Now herbals through your pastures. Masters are moving in mayhem. One last year record show top four races. Counting cards in black to throwing aces. Places I've seen and I've seen all types of grills. It's the KMD VRG fill. Which builds up the fence for the fifths you're spraying. Mice is in a hole. So what you're playing? KMD, I thought Mason this ace in the hole. in the hole. KMD, I thought Mason this ace in the hole. in the hole. And we got another week of the NFL season in the books, and it has gotten no better for my beloved Washington football team. In fact, it's actually gotten worse. Well, they almost won, which would be encouraging, except that they were playing in and 0-5 team. <laughs> and it looks like now they're going to be that date on the schedule that people circle and say that, you know, if they're a slump, they can use that game to get right. <laughs> and that is not what you want your team to be. <laughs> and it's just, it's bad really bad and the only comforting thought right now is that the entire division is just horrible um, I think everybody has one win yeah everybody has one win it's, it's, it's just I mean the, the whole division is be banned from the playoffs uh, but yet whoever wins going to end up hosting a playoff game, which is going to be absurd. I mean, they're going to be like probably 5-11 and 11 or 6-10 and 10 hosting a playoff game. That's how bad it is. And that's also kind of the folly of having preset playoff positions. Um, I think if there was ever a time to just have the six best records in each conference... Nah, just give a spot to a division winner. This is probably it because whoever wins the NFC East is going to get a home playoff game. And there's going to be some team with like nine or ten wins or something from one of the other divisions that, that doesn't make the playoffs. And it's going to be sad. Really sad. I mean, the Cowboys probably would have, you know, done better, maybe got to. Eight or nine wins had Dak Prescott not gotten put out for the season. Um, the silver lining, well, there's no silver lining to, you know, getting injured and having missed the rest of the season, but his team is now seeing that he is not that easily replaceable, I mean, which is what some people were thinking. And, I mean, quarterback now is Andy Dalton and you know, he was washed up before he got there and he's another example of somebody who was signed with the hope that they would never actually have to play so now he has to play and he is not good he's washed up I mean yikes so assuming Dak gets back healthy uh, he stands a good chance of 
still getting that big contract because he, like he's not that easily made up for now that we've actually seen it. Although, I mean, most of us suspected that anyway, but there are some people who thought otherwise. And even heard one of the talking head clowns, you know, trying to suggest that the Cowboys would be better off with Andy Dalton because that way they wouldn't like lean on him to carry them every week and they could be more versatile on offense. All right, let me tell you, okay. You are never better off with the less talented player. All right. You're not. It's like, I mean, you're not better off with a car that doesn't run as well as <laughs> others. Right? You're not better off with an old broken down house that can't be fixed. Right? You're like, you're not better <laughs> with with the lesser thing. All right, I mean it's like saying adversity builds character. Well, sure, but you'd rather not have the adversity. <laughs> Alright, you just wouldn't. In this case, you know, the Cowboys are stuck with a washed up quarterback who was only but so good in his prime anyway. Now they gotta get through the rest of the season with that. And I mean the idea that boy it'll force them to think. It'll force them to adapt. It'll force them to, No, just stop it. It means you have a less talented quarterback. It means that he's gonna throw interceptions. He's going to not throw complete passes as well. He's not going to be able to get a lot of points for your team. And no, that doesn't mean that everyone else is going to step up because the Cowboy defense is terrible. So they're going to be giving up a lot of points, and now they have a quarterback who can't keep them in the game. So... There's nothing better about that. Just, you know, in general, in life, right? When people say, I don't need money. Yeah, you do. Or, or I don't need a you know, sufficient house. You know, yeah, you do. Um, I don't, you know, people say, don't need this, don't need that. I mean, yeah, there comes the point where getting more or getting better doesn't really improve anything. But, if you got a choice between good or very good and bad or mediocre, you should take good or very good every time. Okay, you don't get bonus points for overcoming some aspect of mediocrity or suckiness. Okay, you don't. You don't get points for doing everything the hard way. You don't get extra points, I should say. So don't let anybody talk you into that, 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 that you know. <clears throat> I mean, you just don't, right? If you have a choice, you take the better thing, right? You take the better car. You take the better job. You take the better relationship, all right? You, you do that. You take the better food. 
<laughs> even right, I mean, come on now. Don't don't let anybody trick you into thinking differently. All right, because nine times out of ten, people telling you that if they get to make the same, if they have to make the same choice, they're going to take the better thing. Also, all right. So, yeah, it's going to be a long season for them Cowboys, which is perfectly fine with me because I can't stand them. <laughs> but. Well, we suck too, so what can you do? Yeah, I think that's enough NFL talk for this week. If I keep going, I might start drinking during the rest of the show. Anyway, be back after this. show up every four years and they do the same thing every four years presidential election they show up and they start going on and on and on about the two party system and how the two parties are not working for us and and I can't stand that because these folks don't do any work in between the presidential election years. None. And then they show up and they try to sell people a pipe dream. And like none of these candidates, if they don't even get 1% of the vote. Right? And, and that's because they don't work for it. And I'm sorry, it just it, they don't do anything to earn your vote. 
nothing. And I mean, the only thing they're capable of doing is, you know, in the every few years, every well, every few cycles, you know, they're able to siphon off a few votes here or there in a couple of crucial states and tip the election more than likely to the Republican. And that's because Republican voters vote for the Republican, you know, with a few exceptions. <clears throat> they either vote for the Republican or some of them don't vote. So that that chunk of Republican vote is always there. <clears throat> so right now the people more likely to vote for some other party are people <clears throat> who are more in line with Democrats. And in doing so, if enough of them do it, they'll tip the election to the Republican. And the Republican is not going to do pursue policies that anyone who is closer to the Democrats is going to want. Okay? It's just not going to happen. So, you're basically, you're cutting off, not just your nose, you're cutting off your nose, ears, and mouth to spite your face when you do that. Alright, and I know, well then, well, some of y'all are like, well, the Democrats are terrible too. Da, 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 da. Um, first of all, you need to go actually look at, like, the policy proposals for both parties, like, what they want to do. Okay, they're not the same. They're very far apart. I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm just sick of this. I'm sick of the, you know, people selling pipe dreams <clears throat> and not reality. I'm sick of people just preaching ignorance about our political system. So look, they're just, the two parties are not the same, okay? Um, I mean, the Republican Party has some pretty stark or pretty well-defined things that they pursue when they are in power. They cut taxes, they cut regulation, and they put conservative judges on the court. That's what they do, right? Democratic Party is not quite as well defined, right? They uh, um, because it's made up of different groups of people, right? I mean, or particularly different groups of like activists. I mean, you have people who are pushing for you know more rights and more legal protections for. You know, racial minorities. You have people pushing for more, you know, rights and legal protections for the LGBT community. You have people pushing for and trying to defend, you know, women's reproductive rights, 
women's health care in general. You got people pushing for criminal justice reform. You got people pushing for got people pushing for you know more environmental regulations, stronger environmental regulations. You got people pushing for stronger gun regulations. You got people pushing for more humane immigration policy. Then you have people that belong to, you know, several of those groups at the same time. Um, and then both parties have people who vote for them just out of habit. So, and that's what you got going on there. <coughs> but... They're not the same. Now, because of the way the electoral map was laid out, uh, it's easier for Republicans to get enough power to do what they want. I mean, because you can see right now there, with the White House and the Senate, they, you know, that's all you need to put their preference and judges on the bench. Um, that's all they need to cut regulations, right? I mean, <coughs> now cutting taxes, they need both houses of Congress and the White House. But, I mean, they had that for the first two years of Trump and so they did, right? I mean, Uh, you know, the Democrats have a just much more robust and diverse and less organized set of policy goals. And because of that, it's always going to be more difficult for them to really do the things they want to do. But if you are somebody who is more in line with the policy goals of the Democratic Party, then you do yourselves no favors by, you know, helping Republicans get elected. And because the Republican Party as currently constructed, has no interest in pursuing any of those policy goals. So you're just not going to get them if there are Republicans in power. So if your concern is that if your beef with the Democratic Party is that they don't you know, get as many, many get enough of the things that they say they want, well the answer to that isn't to is, is not to help Republicans get elected because they're not going to even try because they don't believe in it. Now, look, if you more in line with what Republicans want, then 
by all means go vote Republican because you're not going to get that from the Democrats. <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing, right? Because like compromise just isn't a thing now. And to be honest, I mean, in this particular, I mean, with given what we have to deal with, I mean, compromise not being a thing isn't the end of the world. Because, I mean, what's the, what's the middle ground on climate change, right? What is it? What's the middle ground on... I don't know. Um, well, that in particular. Well, what's the middle ground on abortion? What, what is the hypothetical compromise that can be reached? <clears throat> I mean, you have one side which mostly wants women to have the right to decide whether or not to get one. And then you have the other side which doesn't want that. That wants it to be illegal. Right? I mean, there's no compromise to be had. And so you gotta pick one or the other. You know. And so there's no third party position. If you think women should legally have that right with no impediments from the government, then there's only one party for you to vote for. Um, if you believe that it should be restricted or prohibited, then the other party is for you to vote for. That's all there is to it. Right, there's nothing to be gained on that from voting for the Green Party or the Libertarians or whatever. Right? On that issue in particular, you got to vote for somebody that can actually win the election and is actually and who is actually trying to win the elections. <clears throat> on environmental stuff, you got to vote for people who can win the election, whichever way you fall on that. Because if the other folks win, they're going to, you know, they're going to pursue policies that are the opposite. So third parties are a waste of time. Now third third parties waste your time by showing up, you know, every four years and not doing anything in between to build any kind of infrastructure or you know, develop any type of successful presence at any level. Now, look, I understand being constantly disappointed with the Democratic Party. But like I said, um... They have such a wide berth of things they would like to do 
that it's almost impossible not to disappoint people. And that wide berth, that wide range of things they want to do requires a lot more power than what the Republicans want to do. And it requires you to play more hardball, frankly. I mean, that's and that's where they do fall short. Uh, as we've seen during the past few years, Republicans will throw out the rule book and they will change the rules so that they can do what they want. And Democrats always seem to be in pursuit of this you know, bipartisanship and cordial kind of relations and all that kind of stuff. And right now, this isn't the time for that. Just isn't. Like right now, you gotta be willing to do what needs to be done to get what you want. If you get the chance to do it. But again, the answer to your disappointment with them, if you're more on their side of the aisle, is not to help the people on the other side of the aisle get elected, because they're not going to do any of it. I'm just going to keep reiterating this. This is a zero-sum game. Okay. In this election in two weeks, there are only two possible winners. There's either the Democratic Party or the Republican Party who can actually win. Alright. So, you'd best decide which one of those two you either agree with more or disagree with more. If you don't like what Trump and the Republicans have been doing, then your only option is to vote for the Democrats. If you like what Trump and the Republicans have been doing, then your only real option is to go vote for the Republicans. And that's, you know, a kind of sober reality that some folks don't seem to want to accept. Now, it's not a large number of folks, but it's enough. It's enough to make things more difficult. And look, once you know you pick a side, then yeah, you're you're in with that side, and you know you, you get the good and the bad, right? And I think a lot of people or people that do the hemming and hawing and all of that. They don't want to make that choice between two ultimately imperfect entities. One where either you know, either way you go, you're gonna be stuck with some stuff that you probably don't find that easy to defend. Right? I mean And look, I can understand, you know, an eighteen year old or you know, somebody in their 20s maybe looking at that and being kind of disillusioned and feeling hopeless. But, you know, if you're 35, 40 years old, then you should know how, you should know how things work. 
I mean, actually know how things work, not the tinfoil hat internet conspiracy theory bullshit. But you should have some idea how things actually work. And what has to be done to get certain things accomplished. And you just gotta vote accordingly. Sorry, I don't have that much sympathy for you, for some of y'all. I really don't. Some of y'all would rather sit on the sideline, or some of y'all feel like it's more important to show everybody that you're not a stooge to one of the two parties than it is to actually move towards getting some of the things you might want to see accomplished. Life is about choices. Choices aren't perfect. And and choices most of the time don't get you from point A all the way to point Z instantly, but they get you closer to where you want to get to. Or they get you further away. So you need to decide, do I want to get closer to what I think the way things should be done here, or do I want to stick us in a holding pattern, or do I want things to possibly go in the other direction? And you got to vote to move things in the direction you want them to go. Okay, you're not voting for a destination, you're voting for a journey, right? You're voting for a means of transportation. So, that's what you gotta do. Back after this. Then you looped it, you looped it. You boosted the record, then you looped it, you looped it. Yo, I came from Cali and they hooped it, they hooped it. But now you're getting sued, kinda stupid. Boosted traps, get slaps, you got no haps to reach the four corners of the maps. For the kids in Kansas, to those who speak Spanish, doing crazy damage so the whack gets banished. Can't manage the truth until you fly away. You ain't quick, so you switch off the exit from a highway to rest. But a crook, have to take a second look. Ever heard of a chef who can't cook? Prime can lay laws. Ayo, Pete, nice. Rip the mic and go for yours. Goes for mine, I goes for mine. Find the prime, won't eat the green eggs and swine. Online like the search in a hoodie with the woody. Get a discotheque and Sam Goody. Watch you run through the door from left open. Open off the scenes of the crime smoking. I got button them up like a scud, see? Blowing up like I'm throwing up a beef patty. Sellouts run about like the measles. No cures, cause pop goes the weasel. All right, so we got one funny slash nasty story this week. 
And that is one of Mr. Jeffrey Tubin. So, uh, Jeffrey Tubin is a guy who, at least for the time being, is still employed by the uh, New Yorker and CNN. He's like a legal commentator type of dude. For now. <laughs> well, his employment is in jeopardy because he was on a Zoom call with some of his colleagues and no, okay. he got caught uh, well, caught's probably the wrong word but he was on a Zoom call with some of his co-workers whatever and um um oh boy he got caught whacking it on camera. Yeah. On the Zoom call with co-workers. And he decided he really needed to rub one out. While the meeting was going on. He forgot to turn off the mic and he forgot to turn off the camera. So as I'm recording this, uh, he got a suspension of some kind from the New Yorker and CNN has just said that he's going to take some time off. Well, Jeffrey, now that you got some time off, you got plenty of time to do what you were doing on the call. Um, seriously, what are we doing here, folks? Look, I know everybody's home. Well, and that, well, that's the thing. Everybody's home, dude. You're home. You got plenty of time now. Whatever time you may have set aside for that in the past, when you had to get up and go to the studio and all of that, or the office and all that kind of stuff. Whatever time you had to set aside to get that in. You got a whole lot more time on your hands now. Well, you got some other thing on your hands a lot now too, but I mean, you know. <laughs> Anyhow, um, dude, seriously, what, what what are we doing here? What what are we doing? This makes no sense. Come on, man. You, you couldn't wait till the call was over? Seriously? Or you couldn't do that before the call started? I mean, I mean, come, dude, just, just come on, man. But it's 2020. We, we can't go be going out like that, okay? We can't. Oh, we shouldn't be. Or you shouldn't be. Nobody should be. I mean, and it just, it's, it's nasty. Doing that. I mean, in front of people? And yeah, okay, you didn't think you were in front of everybody. But, you know, I mean, doing that... Come on, man. Seriously. We, it, that That's just not the way to go. And now... I mean, you better hope that there's nothing else out there that can, that 
can be brought up on you. Yeah, because you may get to ride this out. Maybe. I don't see it happening, no. I mean, if, okay, okay, if there's nothing else there that surfaces about this, if nobody complains about it, well, somebody had to, because otherwise we wouldn't know. But, dude, no, no. Alright. You know, they're 24 hours a day, they're seven days in a week. I'm sure you can find the time to do that without infringing on your co-workers. I mean, I really think you can. I really do. You don't have to be out here on the Zoom call, you know, firing them off. <laughs> I mean, look, I get it. I, I, I mean, the Zoom call might have been boring as hell, right? I mean, yes. Yeah, you know, I've, I've been on calls for work, and yes, sometimes they're boring as hell. Yes, sometimes you're not even talking. You're just sitting there listening to other people do all the talking, and you're there for an hour or two hours maybe. And you're just sitting there, trying your best to pay attention. But still, you don't do that. I don't think you know it's bad when, you know, O.J. Simpson has to weigh in. <laughs> and, you know, the juice came <laughs> I me. Mean, another one of his Twitter videos was like, dude, really? I mean... It, it, you know, if OJ telling you done messed up, then then uh, boy, then then yeah, you you need to you need to reconsider some of your life decisions there, Jeffrey. Okay. <laughs> and for the dudes who are out there taking up for him, like um, and these are some of his kind of political media contemporaries, like you know, writers and whatnot. <coughs> taken to Twitter and have defended him. Not defending the act, but just you know, trying to protect him from being punished. You know, and then the old cancel culture comes up again, and it's like no. Alright, no. Alright. He whipped it out on camera in front of his co-workers. Whatever type of discipline he gets is on him. Alright, and whatever happens to him happens. Alright, he should get some type of discipline. Come on now. Because look, if he's willing to do that, then one, this is probably not the first time he's done it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just probably not. And who knows? I mean, he's that cavalier with his co-workers. So, who knows what under what other kind of circumstances he hasn't done the same kind of thing. 
Right. Who knows? He, he never did that at the office. And, you know, I mean... If he gets fired, he gets fired. Right? I mean... Now, maybe... Maybe, maybe he'll just get suspended. Right? But if he gets fired, he gets fired. And... You know, if we look at him, if he gets looked at as, like, you know, the deviant, which some of us are going to look at him like that way, then it is what it is. Like, dude, just... Like, nobody is shaming you for doing that, it's just they are shaming you for doing that on camera in front of your co-workers, and yeah, you didn't know they could see or hear you, but you, that is, <clears throat> it doesn't matter, you did it, and you did it conspicuously, <laughs> And that's all there is to it. Alright, I mean again, you know, the whole you know, bros before the hoes kind of thing. No, we can't be doing that, alright? We can't. All right, at some point we gotta police ourselves and not, you know, just let stuff slide. Alright, we can't. So Jeffrey Um, hope you learned your lesson <laughs> nothing else and please when you're talking to your co-workers keep your hands to yourself well okay keep, all right, well I guess he did keep his hands to himself sorry um, <laughs> but don't do private time activities when you're on the phone with your co-workers specifically certain kinds of private time activities all right just, just don't. Just do. Just don't do it again. All right. If, if, if you manage to survive with your employment, find some other time to do that. Okay. Seriously, just just a different time. Not when you're on there with your coworkers. And that goes for all of you, also. <laughs> okay. Look, I mean, you know, that's. You know, it's always kind of a weird subject to bring up, but, you know, um, yeah, um, that, uh, time exists for all of us, and it is really important that you do not overlap that time with the time for other things, like talking to your co-workers. So yeah, um, yeah. Anyhow, all right, that's it. Let me let me let me move on. This gets more weird than it already is. Be right back. Brooklyn Queens! Brooklyn Queens! Who's on Brooklyn Queens? Brooklyn Queens! Brooklyn Queens! Brooklyn Queens! Brooklyn Queens! Brooklyn Queens! Brooklyn Queens! Brooklyn
Gosh, this week's music is provided by Third Base, as I mentioned in the intro. Now, they're another one of those groups where, you know, if you're around my age, you know exactly who they are. But for those of you who may not be familiar, uh, Third Base started around like, uh, I don't know, 88, 88, 89. They, they only had two albums. Uh, both of them went gold, so they were kind of moderately successful. Then they went their separate ways and just started doing different things. They were an interesting group, really, because like they were probably the second rap group that was not black to be successful. Right, I mean, the Beastie Boys, of course, were the first one, and they were huge by comparison. I mean, at one point, they had, like, the highest-selling rap album ever. And, um, but there was always kind of a weirdness as far as their place in the genre, because... I mean, their first album, The Beastie Boys, was... I mean, they were a rap group. But a lot of their music sounded like rock music. And they were... Kind of straddling the fence. Really, in terms of what kind of music they were doing. And also... The Beastie Boys had a very white fan base. Not that they didn't have any you know, black fans, but, yeah, their fan base was largely white, and that, you know, look, that's why, that's how they sold, like, 15 million albums, right, I mean, it's just, it's what it is, but for all, you know, for a good while, you know, in some circles, they were looked at kind of funny, like, okay, um, yeah, they're here and they don't suck, but they kind of seem to be getting a lot of shine that should be going to other people. Third base was different um, in that their music was not any type of hybrid or anything. Uh, they were 100% a rap group doing rap music. And they did not go chasing a white audience. You know, they just, they did their music. They put it out there. They were on Def Jam. So, uh, you know, they were part of that family. Um, but, you know, they did their music. They put it out. And they just kind of let it kind of rise and fall on its own merit. And at one point, they took on... Uh, one of the songs I'm playing, uh, Pop Goes the Weasel, they directly took shots at Vanilla Ice. It was another, you know, another white rapper. And basically the premise was that, well, they, you know, they were treating him like an imposter or a, you know, somebody who was, you know, cultural appropriating, right? Um, 
you know, stealing attention away from people who deserved it. Well, I'd say that was never the case with third base. Uh, no, yeah, while well, they, you know, they spoke using all the, you know, hip hop vernacular and whatnot, but, you know, they never came off like they were stealing. At least, not for me anyway, right? I mean, they came off as guys who appreciated the music, appreciated the art form, loved the art form, knew, you know, the who's who in rap music and just loved doing the music and they were good at it. You know, that's just different. It's different, right? You don't get looked at funny the same kind of way. You know, it gives you a, just a greater bit of respect, you know, in in side and you know, the circles and whatnot. So, please do enjoy Third Base. Uh, they don't have a super huge catalog. Like I said, they only had two albums. So, what you're hearing here is a lot of what they had to offer. Uh, but, please do check out their whole catalog. They got a, other stuff. And it's pretty good. And with that, we will move things along. And... Keep the show going. Be right back. Juveniles won't smile, vibes are reckless. Sexless, raceless, souls unrespected. Hooligans and street urchins lurking. Doing hoods in neighborhoods, worst person. Raises hit amid the pushes of perverts. Butchers cut like cold cuts, the mind works. Why's a week on the weary and the wicked? Plagues the city streets, swelling evil fitted. Man versus man, the hands against half knots. House a kid for grips, leave him in his socks. Precedence a decadence is put out. Scramble hands full of merchandise he got out. Took a take in a picture, figure strike. Subsisting on a minimal fruits of life. Attitudes are skewed from the right pile. Introduction of a character problem child. All right, about one more serious topic this week. Uh, just some more on the uh, Brianna Taylor front. So there was an anonymous kind of note or letter put out there by one of the grand jurors, and it was very revealing as to what went on during the grand jury proceedings and. Essentially, from what this person is saying, you know, the DA, uh, you know, Daniel Cameron, that piece of garbage, did not present them with the option of charging for anything other than what they ultimately indicted the one guy for. And that's really important because, you know, Cameron painted this picture as if you know the grand jury had options and they simply chose not to charge on any of that other stuff 
Whereas, according to this you know, anonymous grand juror, they were not presented the option. Which, you know, I warned about a while back that the DA might just tank the case. Which is what happens, unfortunately, a lot in these jurisdictions. The, the DA makes choices about how to handle it. And now, to be honest, you know, we've seen a lot of cases, simply putting it to a grand jury is a way of tanking it because by putting it to a grand jury, you put it to the quote-unquote people, many of whom are just reluctant to charge a policeman with murder. So just simply sending it to a grand jury is a way of you know, tanking the case by just putting it in front of people who are unlikely to return an indictment of law enforcement people. But the other way to do it, but the other part of that is not just the people's reluctance to charge, but also by putting it to a grand jury, it allows the DA to present things the way they want them presented and present them in such a way that they can kind of engineer the result they want to get. So in this case, Cameron didn't really want any serious charges against these guys. He didn't. So he narrowed the scope of what he presented and according to this, you know, grand juror, when they asked about charging with other things, they were told that, well, we're not going to present, well, we really can't do that because they probably won't stick if, if we do it. In other words, well, he lied to them, basically. Right? He, he didn't want to charge them with this other anything else. And he was hoping they wouldn't indict on anything else because he, he doesn't actually want to prosecute them. So they came back with this one charge, or I'm sorry, three counts of endangerment, you know, because they shot into three other people's apartments while they were, you know, murdering Breonna Taylor. You know, since then they've tried to, you know, paint a picture of her as like some, you know, drug dealer hanger on because her ex-boyfriend was in the drug game and they tried to get him to, you know, name her as an accomplice in his dealings as part of a plea deal, which he did not do. So they, I mean, they've been trying to basically frame her after her death. You know, anything to avoid prosecuting the police who did that. And now Cameron is trying to fight the release of the grand jury testimony. Danny? What are you hiding, dude? Seriously, what, what are you hiding? What is in there that you can't tell us? What is in there that you can't show us? What are you afraid might be revealed? You know what, that you didn't do your job? Or that you did it in such a way that 
there was no way to get any justice for the girl. Are you afraid that we might see you for the sellout piece of trash that you are? If that stuff comes out. Probably. And that makes you even more disgusting piece of garbage than uh, I thought you were originally. And that makes you even more of a sellout piece of trash. Because you're selling out to the racists, Danny. You know, you're selling out to the people you think are going to hook you up. And in reality, what's going to happen is, if this stuff comes out and it turns out you did a little something you weren't supposed to be doing, they're not going to save you. Okay. Selling out to the racists is only going to get you burned. And if you get burned, we're not going to put the fire out. So just think about what you're doing there, Danny. You know, not too late to fix it. But I don't think you will. I don't think you're even going to try. Just know that when it all comes out, you turn your back on your own people. For some folks that ain't going to help you when you really need it. Good luck on the island, brother. That's where you're going to be soon enough. That's all I got to say right now on that In the heat of the night, I step swift. Jetting to the spot that got the most gift to hoop to boot. Sitting in my drum loop. Pistol loaded and I'm ready to shoot. See, my gun is my tongue and it runs like a track star. Not Madam Chapman, but I got a fastball. EX double vex for strong like sex. Cut the corner, hit the next left. Reside to the west side of this hole in the ground. Not paradise, but a nice booming sound. Party packed with nuff heads. Some black, some white, some hood, and some dreads around the club. With the dub that swayed them, the remix version of Step Into the AM. Played the club like a crumb to the curb, and his kids reached my palm and said, Word to the third, word to the third. Word to the third, what it is. Word to the third, word to the third, what it is. Alright, moving on. <clears throat> Another topic kind of got my interest, and that's Rush Limbaugh. How. Rush Limbaugh announced on his radio show that his, I think it was lung cancer, I believe he has, has advanced and is probably going to be a thing that takes him out. And um, that was met with a lot of really, <coughs> at least on my Twitter timeline, was met with a lot of vocal... Um, not caring, I guess, for, I don't know, lack of a correct term. And, well, there's a reason. Because, I mean, Rush Limbaugh, for a lot of people, at least a lot of people I know, is just a vile and disgusting individual. And has never really contributed anything worthwhile you know um <clears throat> and you know I kind of echo that sentiment I mean he has been just a completely just vile individual 
and just disgusting. And like for years, if you were not on his side of the political aisle, yeah, he had absolutely no reservation about saying all kinds of bad, disgusting things about you. Right, he basically said that Chelsea Clinton was an ugly child. Right, he mocked, you know, Michael J. Fox's, you know, Parkinson's disease symptoms. You know, claimed that Michael J. Fox was exaggerating it for effect. Right, um, yeah, he when talking about slavery, he said that, well, yeah, slavery was bad, but not like nothing good came out of it, and for one thing, the, the streets were a lot safer. Okay. <coughs> there, there's nothing good about this man's radio career. About how he used it, about how he used you know, the influence and fame that he had accumulated by doing this radio show. He has just been a terrible person and a terrible just individual towards all kinds of people. So <clears throat> it should not come as a surprise that some folks are not particularly sad or upset about his condition. Now, it shouldn't be a surprise that some people are just like, hey, whatever. Um, you know, when he finally does pass from this earth, it should not be a surprise when some people, you know, are less than sad about it. And look, if you ask me if there's anything or anyone that's more emblematic of just kind of the decline in civility towards each other, it's him. <clears throat> because, you know, he got on the radio every day, still does get on the radio every day and paints a picture that people who are on the other side of the political aisle from him are evil and destructive and need to be put down alright um, he you know downplayed the coronavirus said it was just like a cold right um, essentially he, like he downplays any, anything that is labeled dangerous by someone who he considers to be a political enemy he downplays it and says it's exaggerated um, he takes any rumor from his side of the aisle, no matter how far-fetched and how crazy he, he takes it, and he amplifies it. <coughs> he has contributed to this animosity towards people having animosity, you know, just towards people of a different political persuasion. He's contributed towards just people believing stuff that's not true about you know, liberals and Democrats. Um, he has trafficked in this misinformation for years. And he's somebody who has, you know, who condemned 
you know, people with drug problems. And then when he developed one himself, well, then he wanted sympathy. And he's somebody who has, you know, gotten a pass from, you know, our kind of political media. People who should have been roasting him for just all the things he said and all of that. Basically, just kind of gave him a pass on the grounds that, well, he, you know, that he's partisan and that's okay. And then also that, you know, he supposedly, you know, was the voice of, you know, middle America or particularly middle aged, you know, working class America. And, you know, there were people who gave him a pass because he was supposedly the voice of that of you know men who drive around who are maybe you know truck drivers or what have you who are on the road mm-hmm. all day or guys who work in factories or whatever now of course these are white guys we're talking about here but yeah i mean he supposedly is the boy was the voice of those people and of course this is a guy who makes millions of dollars and you know travels wherever he wants to travel and can buy whatever he wants and you know how he is the voice of you know working class, you know middle-aged white folks is beyond me. I mean, like he has nothing in common with those folks. But he's an example of somebody who you know was given a has been given a pass. Somebody who you know what he should have gotten the have you no decency, sir kind of treatment years ago and he never got it he's you know he's never been he's somebody who should have been shunned from polite society because he is not polite okay again he is a disgusting and vile person he has for years said disgusting and vile things and and he has somehow just you know never gotten the kind of treatment for, for saying that stuff that he should have like he's always gotten the pass because because there are you know men <coughs> you know the, the, the men who run TV networks and radio stations and, and you know <coughs> corporations or whatnot find him to be some type of kindred spirit and he's gotten space just to be a vile disgusting individual for all these years so while look I, I'm not gloating over his condition I'm not going to tap that on his grave or anything like that should you know when that day comes if I'm God willing still alive I'm you know not going to do all of that but I am going to be honest about what he was and what he is. And I think we should be. <coughs> because people like him, quite frankly, make it worse for a whole lot of people. And we shouldn't forget that because of the condition he's in now. Period. End of story. So, I don't wish any ill will on Rush Limbaugh. I don't, you know, I or anything like that. 
but I'm gonna call him what he is, and what he is is disgusting. You know. No matter what his health situation is, he's still a disgusting individual and has been for some time. And, you know, we don't have to pretend that he wasn't because he's got lung cancer and because it looks like it might be terminal. Now, we don't have to pretend that he, you know, was something that he's not or that he was not something that he really is. And that's all I got to say about Rush, really, you know. Just got to tell the truth about people. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And that truth has nothing to do with, you know, their medical condition or whether or not they, you know, may be much longer for this earth. Truth is truth. Got to tell it. And uh, we'll be back after this. Yo, Pete. Yo, Serge. You know people are trying to gel us, right? Trying to gel. So, you know, we gotta, we gotta rip this. Serge, let's go kick that shit, G. Drop it right here. Right here, like an asshole. One, two. One, two, you don't stop. Crews get kicked as Serge tries to flip like coins. Pain like the foot to groins. Three strikes, but I didn't gel the head jet. Why you still vexed over things I haven't even said yet? You peep. I'm like temp, scaled like a fence Put you in the past tense You tried speeding, but you ain't fast enough to chase me So what I did is schedule it to bring the kid to bend case And don't waste time, dopest tracks So why you gonna waste rhymes? I absorb like a sponge in the bumps That can trifle, get the rifle I step back and crack slugs And my crew get pounds and hugs, tugs on my shirt Let me know that I'm still professional And at the end of the session you'll know That the third of the stir, the verb lift And now shift the sound So get up and get down Search will never stand still Try to flam or be like Claude Van Damme And just kick him in the grill Alright, got a weird and wacky story From uh, the world of entertainment And it's about Quibi <laughs> You're wondering what is Quibi? Well, Quibi was a streaming service that did not catch on and is now going bye-bye. Um, and, and it was, you know, built around a very strange concept, which was that you had shows with 10-minute episodes. Which is something that nobody was asking for. Now, look, I know I have talked before or written before about you know, the length of episodes on these you know, streaming service you know, shows that sometimes the creators get way too you know, self-indulgent and making you know episodes that run an hour and 15 minutes with no commercials and that's doing too much 
But, like, this is like the opposite of your dream, right? I mean, look, I'm all for keeping it to, you know, 45 minutes. Or less, even, but... I mean... 10 minutes? I mean, like, seriously, like, nobody was asking for it. It is just a just completely bizarre concept. And... You know, that, that nobody really took to it should not be a surprise. You know, look, I mean, it just, it, it always smelled like some type of scam to me. <clears throat> and now it turns out that it was, because uh, I found out last night, reading about it, that the 10-minute the episode thing was done for a reason. It was done to keep the episodes at a short enough length that you could get around union, you know, regulations. So basically, it was done as a way to, to skimp money on projects, and and that's all. So it was a scam, basically, and it didn't work because look, if you like show you want more than 10 minutes at a time right I mean you do come on now I mean I mean the only, the only ones I've th the only things I've seen work like that are like some cartoons where you might have like in a half hour cartoon show you may have two or three kind of mini stories in an episode right I mean but that's it. I mean, having like a, a real, quote unquote, real show with real actors and actresses and, and all of that with 10 minute episodes. I mean, that's just bizarre. And like, nobody was asking for it. And it turns out that it was being done that way for a reason. And that reason was basically to skim, skim money off of people. So, with that in mind, get lost, Quibi. I mean, we're not crying over you. Um, you know, hopefully the people who work there will be able to find other jobs. I mean, that's really my only concern. But, but the exercise, the, the, the entity itself seems like a joke. And look, there are too many streaming services now anyway. I mean, some of them are going to fail. They just are. And Quibi <laughs> is one of them. So adieu, Quibi. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Be back after this.
that's it for this week. Yeah, I got through a whole bunch of stuff. Hope y'all enjoyed it. And uh, if you're looking for me anywhere else, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at rbonne1. And I recorded an episode as a guest on the uh, on a wrestling podcast, the uh, Suplexes and Shea Butter. <laughs> Had a good time doing that. Uh, that will be up sometime in the future. I will let y'all know when when it's up. And other than that, well, we have less than two weeks until election day. So what I'm going to do next week, I am going to actually stop playing coy and dancing around what decision I am making. Although, I mean, if you've been if you've been listening to the show here, you already know. But what I'm going to do next week is I'm just going to spell it out and explain why so tune in next week and you will hear that from me and I am hoping to have some guests for next week uh, working on it we'll see if that happens otherwise have a good weekend or good rest of the week if you're listening to this later on during the week. And remember, 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 looks like we're getting a coronavirus spike here. So that means it's not over. You know, party's not over. So don't go anywhere you don't have to. Don't go out partying or whatever. You know, some some idiot you know wants to invite 10,000 people to a wedding like this clown in New York tried to do. Don't go to the wedding. Snitch on them to the police. Okay? <laughs> so they can shut that thing down before it happens. All right. But anyway, um, like I said, don't go nowhere. You don't have to. Got to go somewhere. Protect yourself at all times. And... You know, take care of yourself at home and out there. Take care of each other. You know, your family, your friends, your fellow neighbors, what have you. And God bless you guys. Talk to you next week. And third base will take us home. Man, my label mate, Don Newkirk, man, step to him. Thanks, Search. And now, for the Prime Minister, Sinister Pete. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Kick him in the grill, Pete. Yes, past tense made facially. Third basal express, KMD. Three blind mics on sight. Zeb Lover gave it the first light. A grin shows a trick up a sleeve. What a tangle web they weave. Deceive is stupefied through fable. Say, let's make a deal at the dinner table. Put you on tour. Put your record on wax. Sign your life on the X. You exit XOR, but what you really get? A bunch of new ports and Puma sweat. Damn. Text feeds and frowns upon Emus. The 
give a gas face and drinks from a thermos. So Brock could at you with a clipper. Gas face given. I beg to differ. Everybody, MC Search. Black hat is bad luck. Bad guys went black. Must have been a white guy who started all that. Make the gas face. For those little white lies. My expression to the mountainous blue eyes dip on my face and shake my skull cap. Dismiss the myth that evil is not black but opposite spectrum. This done by red man with horns on his head. Lay down the ill plan, got all his helpers. Said, make it snappy. Tell all the people that their hair can't be nappy. Blind and blue eyed, a dark skin half a G. A disease created by leprosy. Don't speak of bleach, bend them to right. Say it was night, way before the light. Put aside spook, search leaves a trace of setup correct with the effect of the gas face.